Kristen. And I'm Bethany. And this is Looking for the Middle, the Christian girl's guide to modern dating. We're here to help you date with confidence while honoring the Lord and to show you that your identity and contentment are in Christ. We're going to give you the tools that you need to date successfully and be set up well for success in a godly marriage. If you've ever felt like you didn't really belong with any of the extremes in dating today, well, you're not alone. Neither did we. And that's why we're here looking for the middle. Hello, friends. Welcome back to another episode. We are almost halfway through season five. Time is flying. Time is flying. It's crazy. For sure. Okay, let's jump right into it today. Let me remind you guys about our newsletter that comes out every week. That's something new that we're doing this season. So if you want to get on that list, you can either go to our website, lookingforthemiddle.com. It's a button at the top of the the site there. As well as if you go to Instagram, go to our um, Instagram bio you can use the link there to sign up. But we send out a newsletter every Thursday after the episode airs. It's got other resources that are on topic. It's got books, blog posts, videos, other podcasts, all sorts of things. And our new favorite part of it, which is we are adding a Hallmark movie of the week because we are into fall, into Christmas coming up, and we are definitely watching plenty of Hallmark movies. And we thought, how fun would it be to share those with you guys? So obviously, you don't want to miss that. Then we also have a giveaway going on over on Instagram. And the only way you can win that is if you follow us over there. So make sure you do that. We are on Instagram most every day. If you want to come hang out, talk with us there. We love getting to interact with you guys. Our handle there is LFTM underscore podcast. So go check those things out. Make sure you are following us and we'll be good to go. That was just enough time for me to find my question of the day. So it's a would you rather question, which I know you love these. Okay. So question is. Yes. Bethany has a loopy case thing. (laughs) Um, And I'm using her phone. Okay. Would you rather be 20 for the rest of your life or 40? (sighs) Okay. See, I don't like would you rather questions because I never can take them at face value. (laughs) So walk me through your thought process there. My thought process is if I could go back to being 20 with all of the knowledge that I have of 33-year-old me, that would be great. Right. If I just got 220 and just stayed there, I'd probably say 40. And I mean, you know, I've loved my 30s. So I'd rather live through, learn from all of that and then get to 40. But if I could go back to 20, knowing everything I do now, that's what I would pick. Okay. See, there's but so you many... couldn't. But you wouldn't go to twenty and just stay at twenty if like you if didn't I just have went from your zero to twenty and, and just stayed there. Stayed then there. I would say forty. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Oh gosh. See, my reasons for wanting to stay twenty are all really vain. Like, oh, I'd be thinner and never get wrinkles, and <laughs> that's a huge part of why I would go back. But I think I value. See, you just need to get to your thirties. I value what I have learned in the in these last years more than that yeah gosh i don't know (laughs) well because i think about 20 year old me and i was like i mean it was a good year as far as like i liked where i was at that point in my Uh life but i'm like gosh i have learned so much which i guess if you're staying 20 and staying 40 are you staying with that same wisdom and like knowledge the whole time your question i don't know gosh (laughs) Because in that case, I just stay 20 and learn oh, staying 20 over and over. See, I don't know. But I don't know. But the practical side of me would say 40, which is hilarious considering <laughs> how much I'm dreading my 30th birthday, you much less 40. But I feel like there's a lot that happens from 20 to 40. Uh, yeah. So, you know, 
Not to say that it couldn't happen before then, but I think I might say 40. Oh my gosh. Let's write it down, Who people. Are you? Who am I? I've not had enough caffeine today, obviously, to have my brain working the way it's supposed to. But okay. Oh man. Okay. All right. What a question. So y'all can, you know, send us 40 year old woman Christmas gifts when it comes down <laughs> to the holidays I here. I do feel like I'm dressed like a grandma today. I got my little cardigan on and I my little flat great. shoes. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I, I left the house and I was like, well, I guess it's dressed like a grandma day. Oh my gosh. Well, it's 58 degrees outside, I which know. I love. Me too. If it just wasn't raining. Come on. I know. And we'll be in bathing suits in two days. Yes. Isn't that we great? Yes. Oh my gosh. Okay. So let's jump into today's episode. So the episode is called Killing the Weeds overcoming dating frustration so to give y'all a backstory on why we're calling it killing the weeds let me tell y'all a story so after my last breakup which we talked about some last week and in the navigating the heartbreak and uh what disappointment disappointment they came like there's another word (laughs) uh episode from season three i was talking to elaine who is one of my friends and mentors probably one of the wisest not probably definitely one of the wisest people i know and as y'all know, as Bethany well knows, full well knows, knows full well, whatever, golly, my brain. <laughs> okay. I was dealing with a lot of bitterness and skepticism after that relationship, which is not normally me. Mm-mm. I am Mrs. Hallmark and Mrs. You know, Silver Lining and all the, I guess not Mrs., but Miss. <laughs> I wasn't going to correct you. Thank you, Miss Silverlining. And always trying to find the positive and let's be happy and it's going to work out. And I was not in that headspace at all. I was very skeptical, very pessimistic. And my hopeless romanticness was not as vibrant as I was used to. (laughs) And so as I was telling Elaine all of this, she was like, Kristen, bitterness and skepticism, all those things you're describing, those are weeds that are, have grown up in your heart and you've got to get control of them or they're just going to overcome everything else. And I was like, oh, that's a great analogy. Because she was like, if you don't kill them, spray them, weed whack them, whatever you want to do with them, <laughs> if you don't tend to them now and you just let them fester, it's not going to look good because yeah. they're going to get more deeply rooted. They're going to kill everything else good that's going on in the garden of your heart. You want to really get <laughs> corny with this. And I thought that was such a great analogy, not just in what I was going through at that point, but so many areas of our lives where we deal with the different negative emotions and perspectives that we kind of get tied down into based on our personal experiences. And we need to be mindful and um, consistent in cutting back those weeds and killing them so that they're not killing you exactly exactly and so the weeds quote unquote that we're going to talk about in this episode are typical or common dating frustrations we're going to name out five of those and then we're going to walk you through how to kill them yes and how to overcome them so that was kind of the backstory or the inspiration for this episode and if you think about it that we kind of have two there's almost two categories of things here that skepticism, that bitterness, those, those types of attitudes, those are things that need to be killed, not only because they are not helpful to relationships, but those are not attitudes and thoughts that are 
godly. Mm-hmm. Those are sin. I mean, skepticism, I don't think is sinful. Bitterness is. Mm-hmm. And so those are things that need to be cut out of your life. Regardless, the skepticism when it comes to people is one thing. Skepticism when it comes to God is another. If you're skeptical about the next guy you date, that's one thing. If you're skeptical about, well, God is probably going to rip the rug out from under me again. That's a whole different thing. And those are things that need to be cut out of your life because they're sinful, first of all. And then a happy byproduct of that is that it will be beneficial for your relationships down the road too. Mm -hmm. But okay, so we talked about skepticism. That's a big one. And we all know I'm, if Kristen is Miss Silver Lining, I am Miss Skeptical. (laughs) (laughs) So I... This looks to me, this looks like I go into things just waiting for the other shoe to drop. A guy can seem great. He can check a lot of boxes. Everything can be right. And I'm just like, okay, just give it a little time. Nope. Just, just wait. I mean, how many times have I told you when there's a new guy on the oh horizon? My gosh. And I'm like, yes, this is great. I'm like, so good about this. And she's like, well, you know, he'll probably, you know, tell me he's got an 18th toe or something in the next. Um, I could deal with that. Comparatively speaking. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she'll always be like, well, you know, I'm like, no, get, I've literally at some point been like, Bethany, get excited about this. You could be skeptical tomorrow, but today I need you to get excited yes. about this. I always joke. I'm like, you know, I'll get to my wedding day and I'll be like, you know, maybe he does like me. <laughs> that so, is so funny, but it makes me so sad because I'm like, no, you need to know that before you're I know. walking down the aisle. I know. And I know that I, I know I will, but I just. It, it never has before. And so mm-hmm. I fight yeah. that. Why Why would this one be different? That's, that's what I yeah fight against. That's anyway. Fair. No, that's totally fair. And then I think kind of on the hip of that one is bitterness. And that looks like, you know, an unwillingness to let go of or forgive the guy or guys from your last relationships. And projecting mm-hmm. that onto your next one, I think. Exactly. Because... I think I, re- <laughs> this was really funny for most people. Uh, it wasn't <laughs> funny for me in the moment, but then it was funny later. I was talking to my mom because I am the one in my family that holds on to things and um, just hold grudges, hold on to bitterness. Like you mess, because I'm very trusting on the front end mm. and then you mess with me or you hurt me and it's like, nope, you're going to have to really crawl your way back here. That's so funny because I'm the opposite on the front end. And mm-hmm. so when things end up the same, like the same situation for both of us, I almost, <laughs> in a really sick, twisted way, I feel validated because I was right all along. Oh, I was like, see, I don't, I don't struggle with bitterness because of my skepticism in a way, huh. because once it's done and it went just how I knew it would. Yeah. You're like, oh, I was right. I was right. Oh yeah. No, I'm, <laughs> and that's probably because and- I'm more of the optimist yeah so it's like okay i was really optimistic and excited about this and then you ruined it so exactly exactly so i'm mad and i'm gonna stay mad (laughs) and so i was telling my mom i was like i'm real i've really been convicted recently like the the lord's really been pointing out a lot of things of gosh Kristen, you need to let this go she's like you're just now figuring that out (laughs) i'm like gee mom thanks (laughs) way to build a girl up yeah exactly but she was right i mean that's something i've struggled with for a long time and like exactly what you said a minute ago is if you don't let that go now you are going to project 
how you've been hurt on a guy who has yet to hurt you, but because you've gone through it before and you haven't let it go and you haven't released that bitterness, you're going to expect every other guy in the future to do the exact same thing. And you almost bring it about because you're bound and determined for that to happen. Mm-hmm. Almost. Like in a weird way. For it. Exactly. Yeah. You're going to create that scenario out of the slightest thing, whether it's there or not. Exactly. It's a, it's a, it's one of those weeds that you think, pardon my corny garden analogy but it's one of those that like you spray and you think it's gone and then it just keeps coming back like you really gotta dig it up and you know kill all the grass around it (laughs) until it stops coming back but it's one it's persistent if you don't get rid of it and it's awful it is yeah it really is okay so the next one is unfair expectations and i think this kind of goes it's right on the heels of that bitterness like we were talking about with you're going to project things onto the future guys. You have these unfair expectations that allow your bad experiences with guys to then influence your opinion of all guys as a whole. And then on the flip side, you know, unfair expectations of expecting way too much on the good side that he will never live up to. And you will both end up frustrated by that as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think this can be a really easy thing for, us as girls to do is we've been hurt by one two three we're like oh they all suck they're just the worst and it's like no there there are a lot of really good guys out there and just because you have yet to date one of them or i have that's not true no but you know what i mean that doesn't mean they're all bad and that they're all gonna hurt you the same way or that they're all fill in the blank it's just your expectations are being molded by your experiences Mm -hmm. and so it's well, I'm getting ahead of myself, but we'll get there in a minute. Yes. But yes, unfair expectations there. It's a pesky one for mm-hmm. sure. Another one, which I'm so excited, Bethany, add this to the list <laughs> is prospect scarcity, <laughs> which is the actually finding someone to date part of dating, which we have come to the conclusion is the hardest part. Yes. We have kind of had, we've talked about this one a lot lately. Mm-hmm. We've kind of had a little bit of an epiphany and I'm sure it will I'm sure it will come up in future episodes. Definitely. Things about how to find someone to date. Because if you're anything like us, the dating part, once you are dating someone and there's this guy who likes you and wants to hang out with you and you go do fun things together, that's not hard. No. Finding that guy is the difficult part. Absolutely. So, yes. Anyway. Okay. So then our last one is, I didn't know how else to say this when I put it on the list but it is a frustration for me sometimes is being single in church mm. because yeah. there's a lot of times that you just don't quite fit in with any of the typical church groupings, sometimes even singles groups, because we'll get into more of why with that, but sometimes even that's an odd place to be. So those are your five dating frustrations weeds that need to be killed. So now let's go back to the beginning. We're going to talk about skepticism and how you kill that particular weed. Now, I think as we go through this list, you're going to see, okay, replace this with that, which if you've read in Ephesians where it talks about putting off and putting on, that's kind of the model we're following here. So we're going to say, okay, the first one is skepticism. So if I'm going to put off skepticism, what do I put on instead? And I think excitement is kind of what you put on here and even if you don't necessarily feel it at first I'm not saying fake it till you make it I'm saying you inform your feelings you get excited 
deal with reality, not the perception of what might happen later. Mm. And I think if you do that, then you can get more excited. You can get more into what's going on and not hinder it with your skepticism. Yeah. And, you know, this this will... I don't know if I've actually ever told you this, so this will be funny. So when I was having the conversation with Elaine where she was giving me the killing the weeds analogy and I was telling her about how skeptical and bitter I was, she was saying, okay, if that's how you feel, then you need to remind yourself of the good things about dating and relationships. So right now you're hyper-focused on all the the crappy parts of it, the hurt and the tears and the disappointment and the unmet expectations and all of that you need to be reminded of the good things so she's like go watch a chick flick whoa and i'm like you're telling me to do something that and she was like not because that needs to be your expectation you're like let me get this straight. yeah i'm like you're t- this is my homework like this is what i'm supposed to do and she was like you need to she's like and that's one thing she's like go be around people that are in good relationships Mm. surround yourself with people not that are jaded and that are going to feed your skepticism but people who are going to remind you of the good parts of this and she's like and then if you want to watch chick flick to be like okay let's get that side of Kristen back (laughs) she's like again not because that should be your expectation but just so you're reminded Mm -hmm. of hey these are the good parts that i used to love to think about and look forward to and you know and they're still out there yes exactly and I was like oh my gosh I never thought someone would need to tell me to do this (laughs) first of all but second of all that I would be like so excited about like let's go do this (laughs) but yeah just if you're gonna put off skepticism and put on excitement then surround yourself with people and experiences that are going to promote that and again informing your feelings positively because you can inform your feelings negatively in this sense and listen to the sad music and be by yourself all the time and you know consume things that are going to feed the sadness and the bitterness and the skepticism and all that so just really choose wisely how you fill your time yeah as you're trying to overcome this particular struggle yes okay so the next thing is bitterness so obviously we already talked about that but if we're gonna put off bitterness that means I'm going to put on forgiveness which forgiveness is one of those things that everybody loves to talk about and no one likes to do mm-hmm. um so let's let's not um overlook how no. important this is in a breakup in a failed relationship whatever the case may be if you're going to not be bitter anymore you've got to learn to forgive people I completely agree I think one reason forgiveness is something that is hard to do is because true forgiveness means not keeping that thing in your back pocket to bring back when it's convenient, when someone messes up again or anything like that. It means truly putting it away, forgiving, moving on and not, I don't like it when people say forgive and forget. I don't either. I don't think, I think you learn from that thing. I don't think you keep that thing with you. Mm. So there's an element of it. It's like forgive and release. Yes. Almost. Yes. That doesn't sound as cute, but no, it doesn't. But <laughs> the principle it makes is more there. sense. Um, so I think, yes, that is very important is to, I mean, if you think about, we are to forgive because we have been forgiven so much 
And when you look at how God forgives, he put our sins as far as the East is from the West. And the analogy was told to me once that they, the, the question was asked, have you ever wondered why God said East and West as opposed to North and South? And if you think about it, think of the globe Mm -hmm. and you're going North at some point you'll start going south once you go over the top and you're coming back down, right? Right. But if you start out around the globe going east, you're always going east. You never. Oh. And so same thing with like, you never reach that point of going the other direction. And so that's that's how far God put our sins. Like as far as the east is from the west, which is forever and Mm -hmm. so if we're mimicking that we are putting things true forgiveness is to release those things and not bring them back up yeah so that is what forgiveness is now a couple of just notes there when it comes to this specific context of dating breakups you're dealing with bitterness and forgiveness after that forgiving the guy who may have hurt you who may have done bad things who may have whatever the context is Forgiving him does not mean reconciliation with him. It doesn't mean you get back together. It doesn't even mean you call to say, hey, I forgave you. There doesn't have to be any contact between the two of you for you to forgive and move on. In fact, most times I think that is probably wise that there is not. Mm -hmm. Um, I would agree. You can let go without restoring that relationship with your ex. Absolutely. that That is possible and advised i think a lot of times i would totally agree because we (laughs) typically think oh because let's be honest girls a lot of times think oh i need to let him know i forgave him so i'm gonna call him and see if he wants to go get coffee and then i can tell him and then most likely he'll be like oh my gosh he made it i made such a big mistake with letting her go do you want to get back together and i'll be like oh my gosh yes let's do it (laughs) maybe it wasn't that dramatic in your head but i've had that thought and (laughs) so this is again exactly what bethany said advised that you Go through the act of forgiveness, but you don't have to have a conversation with him to do that. And something practical, if you do want to kind of get it out, but you don't want to talk to him, something I've done is I wrote a letter to said guy, Mm. said everything I wanted to say, just like, here's how you hurt me, or here's what happened, or here's how I feel, but I'm choosing to forgive you. I know, you know, you're not a bad person, blah, 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 you know, whatever I want to say. And then get rid of it. Do not send it to him. No. Do not. Let me repeat that. Do not send it to him. It's like a <laughs> terrible rendition of to all the boys I've loved. Oh, my goodness. And um, so I personally, I live in an apartment complex. Well, I still do, but a different apartment complex. I went and threw it down the trash chute. Mm. Um, so I couldn't go dig through my trash yes. to get it back. <laughs> um, I've also heard of people, which this is way cuter, but uh, tying it to a balloon. Oh. And then... Oh, go, wow. And Lord knows where that ends up, which could be really hilarious. Yeah. Um, for someone to be like, who hey, in the world is <laughs> whatever. Like a movie waiting to I happen. Know. Uh, if you do that, maybe the guy you are supposed to be with will find it. And, That's where know, I knew you were going. Track no, I'm kidding. Um, but yeah, it's a good way for you to get out what is in your head and not have it still swirling up in there. And then you get rid of it. Mm-hmm. You let it go. You put it somewhere. You cannot get it back yes. and rehash it. Uh-huh. And then you just move on. So. If you're looking for a practical step, do that. Okay. So now we're going to move on to unfair expectations. And if we're going to put those off, what do we put on in their place? And I think in the place of those 
unfair, unrealistic expectations. You have to put on a broader perspective. You have to widen your gaze a little and get outside of this narrow thought process you have the narrow just looking at blinders on just your relationship and what you want what you want from it and all of those things it you gotta open up widen your gaze look at scripture look at what god calls relationships to be look at all of those things and then mold your expectations to that yeah and as you're doing that you know this is kind of like what we were saying earlier look at the solid godly relationships around you you know you're expectation is that all guys are terrible or oh all guys are perfect whether (laughs) wherever you look you will find that neither is true Mm -hmm. and so look for those you know godly people that are around you that are married that are modeling what it looks like to have a strong godly marriage and you know talk to them Mm -hmm. watch how they interact with each other how they treat each other how they talk about each other ask them hey how did you deal with this have you Mm -hmm. dealt with that what did you do how did it help if there's something that comes up a lot if there's something that you're struggling with okay all guys seem to be like this you know if you have that good girlfriend who's married ask her hey have you ever struggled with this what did you do how did you fix it what's a better perspective all of those things exactly and again also go Look for the good guys that are in your circle. Even if you're not going to date them, just remind yourself that there are good guys out there. They may be um, really good friends. They may be acquaintances. They may be your brother's friends. I don't know. Just random people around you. And even if you never date them, you can acknowledge, hey, he's a good guy. Or like, Mm -hmm. he's a solid dude. Or he's got a great relationship with the Lord. Or he's fill in the blank. Just as a reminder that, hey... They're out there. Yeah. And they're not all the equivalent of my past, you know, ex-boyfriends. Yeah. So. I think that's good. And I think practically for this, it is really hard to change your expectations while you are in the midst of trying to find someone or always dating a new guy or always going out with someone else. So I think practically if you are dealing with these unfair expectations and you have this frustration while you're dating and you're like, oh, I can't ever break this cycle. Take a break. If you're online, don't log in for a while. If you're actively trying to meet new people and trying to find a guy and trying to find someone, trying to find someone, take a step back for a little while. Spend that time in the word. Spend that time in prayer, realigning your thoughts, your feelings, your expectations with scripture, with what God calls you to be. And then once you have gotten a better handle on that, then go back into that app. Then go back to that social thing to be meeting people but remove that issue while you work on yourself I think a little bit here is helpful yeah I would a hundred percent agree I am a huge proponent of not bouncing from one relationship to another I think it's really important that everybody has some time to be single because if you're not healthy alone you're not gonna be healthy in a relationship and so don't be afraid to take a break. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to flip fob our last two from our list and you'll figure out in a second why. But being single in the church. Yes. So if that's the frustration or the weed, then on the opposite end of that is looking to the Lord for your worth, purpose, contentment, fill in the blank, identity, all of that. Because singleness in general has a way to 
kind of be the banner over your identity when you're not with somebody, but even more so, it feels like that's the case in the church, and that's just not true, and it's not biblical. So, really being intentional about (laughs) (laughs) reminding yourself with God's word, with encouragement from other people, with just reciting scripture back to yourself that my identity is in Christ. It has nothing to do with whether or not I have a boyfriend, whether there is a ring on my left hand, whatever. That's the flip side of what this looks like. Yeah. I think we've talked about this before. I so appreciate that the church values marriage, values family, values strong marriages and strong godly families because, and, and they should because if you think about it, in our culture, those things are under attack. Mm-hmm. Being single and doing your own thing and doing whatever you want is in no way whatsoever under attack in our culture. Unfortunately. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so the church should champion those things. The church should stand up for them as God intended for them to be. And those are the people who need support because that those things are under attack. Those things are being railed against by the culture. And so I'm not saying that the churches shouldn't do that. They should, and it's very needed. But when it is so held up as the only norm, you you sometimes feel out of place everywhere. And like we said before, even, even sometimes in singles groups, because at a lot of churches, not all of them, but a lot of them, Even the point of the singles group a lot of times is to get out of it. The point of the singles group is to meet someone else there and get out. That I've, I've never had a good feeling about that saying. I don't know why, (laughs) but I'm just like, really? Is that what we're like? No, like no one means it like puts it as a slogan, but it's always like, oh, you go to the singles group to get out. Exactly. I'm like, oh yeah, that's not what's on the church website. It's not like their stated purpose, but it's it's like this understood understood thing. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, don't know how I feel. I mean, it's like the church meat market. It's exactly. awful. It's like this okay way of going and just sizing up everybody. And I'm yeah. like, Ugh. like this is not the goal here. This is not right. why we come to church. Exactly. It would be a nice perk, but this is not why <laughs> exactly. we're here. And it, in doing so, it kind of implies that single is being, being single is being less than. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, we can just hurry up and get them all married. Then they'll be, you know, up to where they need to be. And it's like, no, not. Can we go through? And this is where I want to like, I get real passionate up on my soapbox. But I'm like, let's go through all of the like super um, significance, not the right word, but because uh, no one in the Bible is insignificant. But like these really like monumental figures in the Bible and how many of them were single. And everybody's yeah. like, oh, they're just so wonderful and so wise. And they did all this. And look how much they did for the kingdom. I'm like, why does nobody talk about single people like that right now? Yeah. And it's even it's if they do state. say. It's a pitiable state. It is. And even if they do talk about, oh, here's all. Oh, but is she married? Or is, why, who cares? Yeah. Like, why? Or she's is, not married, but she's actually but, accomplished things. Yeah, you're like, oh, really? Is that a precursor? I, I know that's what. If you were to sit down and point blank ask the people, is that what you really think? They would say, oh, no. Yeah. But it's so ingrained it's as how it comes across. the only norm that it comes across that way. And you don't realize it unless you are that single person that's like, oh, 
Mm-hmm. That's me. Yeah. I must be doing something wrong. There must be something wrong with me. Why can't I fix this? Yeah. Being single is not something that needs to be fixed inherently. Exactly. And so that's why it's so important that first you recognize that this is a lie. Like you're not any less than because no. you're single. And it's why it's so important that you are once again, looking to the Lord for your worth, your purpose, your identity, you're memorizing scripture that speaks to that. You're renewing your mind with that truth. You're informing your feelings that even when the church makes you feel lonely and single and very aware of your singleness, whatever it is, (laughs) that you can say, you know what? I know who I am in Christ, who he's created me to be, that my value to the kingdom of God, my ability to impact others for Christ is not dependent on my marital status. And it's so important because no one's going to do that for you, Mm -mm. especially in the culture when right now, no one is feeding you these encouragements of not no one. Most people (laughs) are not you're doing great single and Mm -hmm. you stay single as long as you want to, but no one's feeding you that you've got to, not that that's the message you need to feed yourself, but you're the one that's got to remind yourself of the truth when you're tempted to believe this lie. Yeah. Right now, or at least what I see a lot as a, what is it? And she's a man as a strictly third party objective observer for, with absolutely no personal personal interest in the matter. matter. Here's what I see. (laughs) Um, spoiler alert, none of those things are true about me yes. <laughs> when it comes to this. But to a lot of people in the church, if there is someone at the church who is of the opposite gender within about, I will say, a five to seven year age range on either side of you. They really don't care about age and particularly in the church. Mm-hmm. Can we just talk about yes. that? But anyways, who is also single mm-hmm. and seems to be a semi mature Christian, then in their mind, there's absolutely no reason why you're not married already. Thank you. Yes. And I'm like, there's a lot more to it than that. Mm -hmm. Like, just because two people go to the same church and believe the same things, and they're of opposite genders of a not creepy age gap and are both single does not mean they should get married. And if that were the case, (sighs) we would all be married. Exactly. And it just drives me up the wall that that's all people see. They're like, well, well, what's wrong with so-and-so? Or why not this guy? Or what's wrong with that person? And I'm like there's nothing wrong with them (laughs) just because every guy that I'm not married to does not mean there's something wrong with him like it's just it's impossible sometimes Mm -hmm. and uh, it's but like you said it doesn't mean there's something wrong with you it doesn't mean there's something wrong with him just because there are two single people in the church does not mean they should be together and that's the end of it like mm-hmm. the end i'm not yep. <laughs> i don't i don't feel like we have to sit here and defend that over and over no so i would agree just stay the course stay with what you know is true and the lord's faithful mm-hmm. absolutely okay our last one is prospect scarcity which we really don't have like a put on this instead for this one because <laughs> yeah, so we yeah if we knew what it was then there would be no scarcity exactly um and we've this has come up a lot in our like my not only on the podcast but like in mine and bethany's like off-air conversations yes. like if y'all follow us on instagram this is another reason y'all should go follow us on instagram <laughs> because sometimes we post our text threads to our stories for y'all to read only when they're not boring yes or just about 
what did you text me when I was on vacation? Be jealous. I'm watching a Christmas movie. <laughs> yes. Yes. Very jealous. Um, if I thought I would have sent you a picture of the water and been like, <laughs> yeah, you should be I jealous. <laughs> um, but we were talking about how just it seems like there's no one and it's so frustrating. And I so I told Bethany, I was like, listen, I am this close to just up and moving to Montana because I'm a writer. And so that means when I get there, I'll meet some cute farm boy and fall in love just in time for Christmas because that's what Hallmark says. So right. obviously that's true. And then Bethany goes like, as long as I can be like the quirky sidekick that meets the what was it the, the coffee shop the owner. coffee shop owner and falls in love while she's trying to help her friend settle in. And I was like, done. I'm looking at plane tickets. She's like, great. Thursdays are good for me. I was like, wonderful. Noted. And then Joanne, our friend, like DM'd yes. us and she was like, oh, here's my role. And like, but I'm like, we're gonna have a whole narrative of all like a giant group of 25 girls oh, moves to Montana. All looking for husbands. And when um, we get there, it's going to be like this one dead ranch. And yeah. And be like, Where, where's the coffee shop? Yeah. And the, the the construction guy and the whatever else. <laughs> exactly. And so it's just been, as much as we joke, it's been a very consistent frustration recently of just, there doesn't seem to be anyone. And it's, and we go back and forth on this. Like, is it more frustrating to like talk to somebody and then it not work out or just have nobody there. And I, it's basically wherever you're at is what uh, yes, the that is. is. My, I, I still hold to that, that it's whichever one you're in is harder. Yeah. Um, but you know, we talk about, especially as Christian women, because the, y- you increasingly narrow the pool when you say, okay, well I want to be with someone who is a Christian Well, that shrinks it. And then you say, okay, I want to be with someone who, believes generally the same things I do about Christianity. Okay. Well then it's going to shrink more. And then you say, well, I, I want someone who is strong, mature, consistently pursuing the Lord. Well, <laughs> down That's it goes again. Down and then you want to try to say, okay, now within that group, I, it would be nice if we had similar senses of humor, some common interests. And, I was attracted to him. Uh, yes. I'm attracted to him. And generally our lives are going in the same direction, just logistically. It feels like you're looking for unicorns, guys. Mm-hmm. And I haven't found any. Nope. Uh, and I don't know what the answer is. That's part of why we flip-flopped it and put this one last as we were going. We were like, I don't know what to say. Because um, we joke about, okay, we there's four or five main things we look for before giving the guy a first date. Is he a Christian? Does he love Jesus? Is he employed? Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's not creepy mm-hmm. and he likes me. So that's four things. It's really easy to find three out of those four. Really easy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he loves Jesus. He's not creepy. He has a job, but he doesn't like me or he loves Jesus. He likes me and he's normal, but he has no work ethic yeah. <laughs> or he likes me. He's normal, great work ethic, no religion in sight. Mm. And it's frustrating. I know that it is that like, like Kristen said, this has been occupying a good bit of our just, just discussion about this of like, okay, what do we do about this? And I think we're still kind of in the middle of this one of, <laughs> uh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> <couldn't resist. laughs> I don't, 
I don't know what the answer is. And then you add on to that, it seems like sometimes it's like this feast or famine thing, especially like in an online context when you go like six weeks and there's like no one to talk to. And then all of a sudden there's like four or five guys that want to talk to you and you kind of talk to a few and then you narrow it down and talking to one guy and then it doesn't work out. And you kind of go, Oh, well, what about that other, like, what if I had talked to that other guy instead? Like, would he have worked out better? And I like, I don't know. Why can't they just like spread out? And they're <laughs> always be like one person. Seriously. But so that's frustrating. And I wish I had a nice little bow I could put on this mm-hmm. one, but I just don't right now. No. I mean, I have, I we have either. some like ideas for ways to fix that, but <laughs> they're just working theories right now because we haven't seen a ton of, we're still trying to implement yeah, them ourselves. a ton of, I guess, return on them yet, but yeah. it is, it's hard. And particularly when you were kind of breaking it down, like, okay, here's what you're looking for. And then the next level, the next level, it's like finding a spiritually mature man. I feel like I am looking for like a needle in a haystack. Yeah. And not, I'm not saying that to like bash guys at no. all. I don't think that there aren't any. I, it's super hard to find and full transparency. It's been really hard recently because it's like the enemy just keeps wanting to whisper that lie. You know, if you just, if you just pull down your standards a little bit, you probably find somebody. You know, if you would just not expect so much, that's yeah. Then you'd be with someone, and I'm like, no, I'm yeah. not, because the things that there are so many other things I'm willing to be like. Okay, well, that's not idea, like not exactly what I was looking for, but okay. But faith and spiritual maturity is not one of them. Yeah, and kind of like the quote that we put on our Instagram that you said in the dating for beginners of if it takes five years, 10 years, 15 years, I have to tell myself, Hey, that will be worth it. Yeah. Then instead of being like, Oh, well I got married in two years, but spiritually speaking, I settled. Uh That's, that is the one area I refuse to settle, but choosing not to settle in that is so difficult. So mm-hmm. difficult because you just feel like you're, again, looking for a unicorn. Yeah. Well, and I've I've had the thought before, and this is wrong, and it's sinful, and I've repented of it. Like, I'm, I'm telling you, I realize that. And if you think the same thing, I would tell you to do the same things. But I have had the thought before of, uh, if, I, if I wasn't so serious about it, mm-hmm. uh, if only I wasn't so, you know, and it's not like, oh, toot my own horn bethany so mature Mm -hmm. it's like i've thought before like well if i wasn't so serious about my faith or if it if it wasn't something where i (laughs) why do i have to know this about Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know that or why do i have to have that because it'd be easier to find someone if i didn't have those things piled on but that is such an ungodly prioritization of things Mm -hmm. because in my mind finding a guy in those moments was more important than knowing God's word. It was more important than obeying what I knew. Cause mm-hmm. in my, in my mind I was like, okay, God, why do I have to know all of these things? Yeah. Which we could talk for a really, really, really long time about how horrible that is. But I think but we won't No, but you're being honest yeah. and I guarantee you, you're not the only one who has thought the same thing. And so this was more of a point of, Hey, we get it. And if you feel like, oh my gosh, there's literally no one, <laughs> join the party. Yeah. We think the same thing. <laughs> but doesn't mean there never will be. Yeah. 
And it doesn't mean you lose hope. No. Either. And I think we're, I don't know what the word is, workshopping. We're talking about this. We're brainstorming. I think we'll, as we're walking through this, we're trying to think, okay, what can we do about this? What can we tell other people about this? So I think we'll probably have... This is in no way like a tease. We may not ever have other episodes, but I think I've got like, we've got some ideas for different things that maybe can help us all mm-hmm. walk through finding someone to date. I think that, yeah, that may be our, that may be a, a focus of future things. I feel like every season we kind of have a, an underlying, underlying theme, theme and I feel like that may be one for maybe next season. Who yeah. knows? Yeah. Anyway. That's true. So yeah, that's kind of a not unsatisfying ending I think maybe it's validating and that you're not the only one out there dealing with these things but like I said we don't have a pretty bow to tie onto that one um but I think we'll end it there if you guys have any ideas if you have any thoughts if you have any solutions to this whole issue of being a Christian woman who holds scripture in high regard and wants to honor the Lord and is not going to settle spiritually if you have any insight into things you can do to find someone else who seems to have those same standards and is of the male persuasion, we would love to hear them. So yes. send them to us. I think it would, we'd love to open up a dialogue on that. Mm-hmm, for sure. You can do that on our Instagram. You can DM us. You can comment on a picture. You can email us. All the things. One quick note. If you go to our Instagram, you go to the link and you go to the couch cast request form and send us an idea or a thought on this it's completely anonymous we don't know who you are we have no way of getting back in touch with you so if it's something that you're wanting to open up a dialogue and even like discuss it you'll need to email us looking for the middle at gmail.com because that's the only way we'll be able to i mean or you could dm us on instagram but like that idea request or idea submission form is not the way to start a conversation because we won't be able to get back in touch with you. It's a great point. But anonymity has its perks. This is not one of them. (laughs) (laughs) So, okay guys, we will wrap it up there and leave you with that. We will be back Friday with our next backstage pass, which I really think is going to be a fun discussion. So look forward to that. We will see you then, but until then I'm Bethany and I'm Kristen and this is looking for the middle. (laughs) 